Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it is September 19th, it's 2019, and that means it is week three of NFL game-by-game breakdown like we do each and every week. I'm joined this week by Genie for 07. Grant, it's been a long time since we um, you know, broke down a football slate. Yeah, I think it's been two years. Now we used to have a breakdown every single week, and then... Now we don't. Now we just got baseball and basketball and, and no football until now. Yeah, you do the uh, epic early week pod and um, some other stuff here, you know, when it comes to NFL. And, you know, usually uh, Will's joining me for football. But, um, hey, man, I appreciate you hopping on. I know you've already, you know, talked about some of your plays that you like for the epic early week. But, you know, a couple of days have passed now. You've done a little bit more research. So maybe some thoughts have changed at all? Yeah, slightly. There's some – little changes here and there. I mean, obviously first look podcast isn't going to be picture perfect, but uh, yeah, like surprisingly still my early week or early, yeah, early in the week thoughts generally don't change drastically. There's always news that all change a little bit, but a lot of them are still the same. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there, check them out. It's fantasydraft.com. Sign up to the Roto Grinders links. That way you get three months of Roto Grinders premium. For Fantasy Draft, once you make your first deposit and start playing over there, they do have their $750,000 rake-free Hooters main event. $100,000 in first place, $25 buy-in, $150 entry max. If you don't like that $25 price point, which is fine. Some people don't. They do have a $4 wishbone, $72,000 in that one, $10,000. Somebody's going to turn $4 entry into the $10,000 payday. So um, you can check that out as well. Um, yeah, if you haven't checked them out, give them some love. They, they have them higher dollar stuff too. They have a 125, um, that only has 12 entry max in that thing. So they have prize pools and stuff for each and every buy-in level. They have a dollar contest. You can enter 150 times. If you're wanting to play around with some mass multi-enter and you only want to spend about 150 bucks, there you go. Um, check that out as well. So rake free, take advantage of it. Check them out. Let's talk Thursday night football, Grant. Uh, we get started on the week with the 39 and a half total. Tennessee Titans going to Jacksonville. Um, Tennessee is a slight favorite here at 115. 
uh, or 1.5. And I'm going to this game, so (laughs) I'm going to be loading up on the showdown. And it's not like it's a a gorgeous game. Uh, What do you like here when it comes to Tennessee? I mean, there's not a whole lot. I mean, obviously, Derrick Henry has been crushing so far this season. He's getting a decent enough workload, but a lot of his – everything has been attributable to touchdowns. So I don't know if he's the greatest player in the world. I mean, Delaney Walker has been doing well. His price tag of 8-2 isn't terrible, but it's not great. I think where I'd be looking at on the showdown slate is probably more probably more with the wide receivers just because I think they offer a little bit more value. A.J. Brown obviously had a good week one. Didn't do too much last week, but I wouldn't buy too much into that. I think he's the top guy. He's probably my favorite play from the Tennessee side just because – Indy tends to shut down most opposing wide receivers, force the ball to the running backs and to uh, the tight ends. So I'd probably look at A.J. Brown first, and then if you want to take an off-the-board guy, obviously Deion Lewis could be in for a bigger workload at any given time, especially if they're coming from behind. It's Thursday Night Football. It's a trash game, so it's not going to be pretty. But those guys and then the kicker, of course. Yeah, I don't hate like a Delaney Walker play either. I think he's interesting. Um, I like Derrick Henry on FanDuel a lot. Um, both these running backs, really, Fournette and and Henry, um, with the half-point PPR over there on FanDuel. But on like a fantasy draft um, and DraftKings and stuff, like I, I, I like this spot for Henry and, and Fournette, and I'll still play those guys, but don't know if I'll end up having them too much in the captain spot. Um, I will say like – you know, Tennessee's averaging the least amount of fantasy points to wide receivers through the first two weeks. So that might scare some people off of it a little bit more than others. Um, so don't hate that. But yeah, I don't even hate like a Marcus Mariota, um, Delaney Walker pairing, but it's it's a showdown slate. You don't have to get too cute here. Um, kickers are interesting on both sides. And then as far as Jacksonville goes, Gardner Minshew is a guy that I like here. You know, when we look at him, he he added the upside of rushing the ball last week. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a one game slate. So we got to like something here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably Minshew, uh, Fournette and DD. It's going to be a trash game all around since Thursday night football. DJ chart, not a bad play. He's obviously been one of the top targets over in Jacksonville's last two weeks here. I got nine targets last week, but, I mean, it's just nothing really stands out too much. I mean, my favorite play, again, is going to be Santos, uh, just because I don't think there's going to be a real heavy scoring game, two inept offenses and two great or good defenses here. So you're just kind of going for the big playability, and Char kind of has that. DD can get enough tart or enough uh, catches over on DK to make him worth value there. But, I mean, honestly, wouldn't be surprising if what won it would be Henry Fournette, two kickers, and then just random one off that has a big catch. Yeah, I like Shark way more than I like Westbrook here um, just because, you know, Logan Ryan's a slot corner. We know Didi's going to be in the slot a bunch. Um, he's the best corner on this defense, and, like, he's the guy that I'm worried about. The dude plays a ton of snaps. So um, I actually think that Shark Chark is um, the play here. Um you know, nine targets compared to five for DD last week. It was it was Shark's offense. Shark, I'm going to say that so much. But it, he was the guy that led in targets last week, and um, he's the guy that I like here. Um, yep. All right. I'm right there with you. Yeah, let's move on to the main slate here. We get started with Miami at Dallas, 47.5 total here. Dallas is favored by 21.5 points. They have a 34.5 implied total. 
Miami has a 13 implied total. Is there anything that is kind of remotely standing out to you here on the Dolphins side of things? I mean, there's Preston Williams. Uh, 3,700. You look at what he's done through the first two games. He didn't have big games of five and six targets. They're going to be throwing the ball late in the game. His price tag's way too cheap. People are going to be on Aguilar. So swapping out to him, I don't think is the worst idea in the world. He can put up a big game. Him and Grant had enough targets in last week's game going up against a similarly good defense. All it takes is one touchdown, which they can't just not score touchdowns pretty much all season long. I guess they can. But I mean, you got to assume that some teams are just going to throw in their B defense going up against them in the fourth quarter. And I think Williams and Grant are the two guys that I would probably end up going with. Yeah, like just taking a shot on the wide receivers is perfectly fine with me. Parker, Grant, Williams, any of those guys. Um, you know, you know that this is going to be a spot where Miami is going to be playing from behind. Drake has 10 carries on the season and Balaj has nine carries on the season as much as I know they're cheap and everything it's just a spot that I would definitely stay away from for right now and even Gletzky you know he's just not getting enough work right now either so for me Parker Grant Williams those would be the guys that I'd be targeting here um, you know assuming that Wilson's not going to play uh, the Dallas side of things like you know you you have to obviously have interest in, in Dallas here. Um, you know, Miami's allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks, the second most to running backs, the second most to tight ends. Um, it, it's, it's a spot where it looks great on paper. It, it's just like, do they work Zeke really hard here if they get out, you know, on a 25 point lead? Yeah. I mean, that's the problem is like how much run are all these guys going to get in the second half here? I mean, We've seen Pollard do some stuff and have a little bit of activity in the starting offense. Um, so, Zeke, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's not really getting a huge workload in the second half. He's probably going to draw a lot of ownership. They have such a high implied team total that i got to assume that some one or two people are going to go off. I think the most likely guys are going to be Zeke, obviously. Cooper can go off for 150 yards in the first half. We've seen him do that type of stuff before. And then it's going to be Cobb because Gallup's going to be out. So Cobb, we've seen him go for giant gains over when he was in Green Bay, and it could like he's going to have to step up quite a bit in this matchup here without Gallup in there. And Miami's defense is so bad that he can easily shred him. Forty six hundred, a little bit too cheap there. Those would be the guys that I would go with. But I don't think you have to go too heavy on this game because like you don't know if guys are getting the second half. I probably wouldn't take too many shots on Dak just because like the upside isn't that big, honestly slate where there's Lamar and there's like a whole bunch of other guys that are probably going to be getting run the entire game. Yeah, but they're, they're almost projected for five touchdowns. Like, you know, you have to remember that too. If Dak throws three touchdowns here and you nail, if it's Cobb, you could even play Cobb and Cooper. Don't play Elliot. Um, like if I'm playing Dak, I'm probably not playing Zeke. Like that's probably something that like I'll do. I'll have Zeke Cobb combos, maybe even Zeke Cooper combos, but I don't think I'll play a lot of Zeke and, and Dak together. Maybe a few shares, but not a ton. Um, I also want to throw out, on most sites, Devin Smith is cheap. He saw a lot of snaps um, when Gallup started to get wobbled in that game. So he's a guy that's semi-interesting just because he's really cheap. But I think he's one of those guys where you might be getting too cute type of plays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like 
there is not a bunch of uh, cheap price wide receivers on the slate. So I don't really think you need to go there. I don't hate it, but the fact that he's probably not going to be doing much in the second half kind of gets me off of him. Oakland at Minnesota, 43 and a half total. Minnesota's favored by eight and a half in this game. Um, Oakland still waiting to hear, you know, on, on as far as injuries go, as far as Oakland goes, you know, we're waiting on the two main pieces here. Ty, Tyrell Williams is kind of banged up with a hip injury right now. And Josh Jacobs is dealing with a groin injury. He's banged up. So tough to break down Oakland. Uh, but what are your thoughts here when it comes to the Raiders? I mean, if they're in, they're in play. If they're not, then – there's just a ton of value. I think Waller, no matter what, is going to be one of the top options on the slate at tight end. He's getting seven, eight targets a game, playing all the snaps there, uh, going up against Minnesota. Maybe it will shut down the wide receivers a little bit. So Waller's probably the top guy regardless. But Jacobs, I don't know if I'll end up playing him if he plays. If he doesn't, then you got to have some interest in Washington or Engold or Richard. I haven't looked into him too much. I'm waiting on the news first. And then in for wide receivers, Renfro, I think regardless, is going to be very much in play. If Tyrell Williams does end up playing, then he's going to be shut down a little bit by Rhodes. And Renfro had eight targets in the last game, getting more involved in this offense. He wasn't that heavily incorporated into the offense in week one because Antonio Brown did just leave like four days earlier. So I think he's going to get a bigger workload. I think he has a chance for a big upside game here in a game where they're probably going to be behind. Outside of them, probably not a whole lot for me. Yeah, Renfro is definitely interesting, you know, when we're looking at this spot. Um, he reminds me – all right, I don't want to, like, go ahead and, like, compare him, but he's like a Wes Welker type guy. Like, he's going to get, like – his average air yard is going to be, like, five yards. <laughs> like, he's just going to get these dump-off easy passes. But in full-point PPR formats, like, I love those type of guys. You know, give my guy, like, six easy catches. Breaks Especially one of them. 3,700. He doesn't right. even need to get that many yards. Yeah, like he's he's perfectly in play. Um, you know, Waller, we, we know he's cheap still. You know, he's a guy that is definitely in play here. Don't really like Derek Carr. He's a quarterback that I'll probably be staying away from. Um, you know, the other side of this game, this is the interesting play here. Like Dalvin Cook, this is a really tough matchup. Oakland's been one of the best teams against running backs in the first two weeks. But you look at the matchups and you're like, is this defense really that good? Um Dalvin Cook, obviously, having a big season to start the year. What are your thoughts when it comes to Minnesota and Dalvin Cook? Uh, he's the only guy I really want to play from this game. I mean, Cousins, Diggs, Thielen, they're all fine in any given matchup here. But he's getting the workload. He's being involved a little bit in the passing game here, and he's been doing really well. We know that he's probably going to be rushing the ball in the red zone a decent amount. They kind of want to do that in their offense. And Cook's a very good back here. Oakland, I'm not buying into the fact that they have a good rush defense really that much just because – I mean, week one was the Broncos, and let's be honest, the Broncos are just complete and total trash right now on offense in every single way. And then week two, I mean, Kansas City didn't really want to run the ball too much and didn't really need to until later on in the game. I'm not buying into it. I'm going to use a lot of Dalvin Cook this week, especially with McCaffrey, Saquon, and Elliott being up at the top and two of them being in very good spots here. So I think less people are going to be on Cook, so I'm going to be on quite a bit. Yeah, like, it's one of those matchups where I'll play the talent in a tough matchup and just hope it kind of works out. Uh, but I actually, like, I don't hate Thielen and Diggs here. Like, if the running game's not working out, if they start to throw the ball a little bit more, um, they're home favorites here. I think they're going to put up points. So, I think Thielen and Diggs, um, 
you know, Diggs probably more on like a FanDuel and Thielen more on like a DraftKings or Fantasy Draft. I'll mix them in on both sites, but I actually don't mind the pass catchers here. I don't really love this spot for Cousins. He is cheap, but I, I feel like my quarterback pool is going to be pretty limited this week. There's a few guys that I really, really like, and, you know, there's some cheap guys that I like, so I probably don't end up on the quarterbacks in this one. Yeah, yeah, right there with you. Cincinnati at Buffalo. We got a 44 total. Buffalo is favored by six in this game. Um, let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Mixon ended up playing last week. Saw another good game from John Ross. Um, what do you like here when it comes to Cincinnati? I mean, I don't think I'm going to go with Mixon. Uh, just 5.5K is cheap, but this Buffalo defense is good. I mean, he's in play. I don't think I'm chasing Ross his two first weeks. Again, Buffalo's a good defense. Like, nothing over, is overwhelmingly good on the Cincinnati side. Like, I'm not going to argue with Boyd Ross. I'll probably end up with one stack just in case Dalton does go off for another big game, which, again, I don't think is that likely. I'm higher on Buffalo than a lot of people are, but he is throwing the ball 40 times a game in the first two games here, so it's easy to pile up points, especially when the majority of your targets are going to both Boyd and Ross. But they're not my favorite players at their price tags. It's just everyone's kind of bland. I'm not really expecting a whole lot out of anyone here, especially with only an 18 implied team total. Yeah, I really like the Buffalo side of this game. So on like running it back in game st- game stack type of plays, I think Ross and Boyd would be the two guys that I'd run it back with. Um, I've been talking about Tyler Eifert. He's not playing a ton of snaps, but they're using him. Um, and he's a guy that can easily score touchdowns. We saw him score last week. Um, he's really cheap across the industry. You need him to get a little bit more than what he's getting right now, but even at 3,200, 10 points isn't going to kill you. So I don't hate a Tyler Eifert play at 3,200, but Ross and Boyd, my two plays here from Cincinnati. And then the Buffalo side, I really like Buffalo here. I think that so far we've already kind of seen the Cincinnati team really struggle um, on defense. And this is a spot that I love Josh Allen. He's one of those quarterbacks that I was talking about that he's going to be like a core type quarterback for me. Yeah, Josh Allen's one of my favorite plays on the entire slate here. We've seen what he can do. We have like almost a year sample size of what he can do. He can get 100 yards rushing in any given matchup. He throws the ball deep. He can make massive plays here. So he's not only a perfect guy to play alone, but he's also a perfect guy to pair with big play wide receivers like John Brown. I'm a big fan of him in this matchup. And Cole Beasley seems to be getting a decent amount of targets. He only got four last week, but that was, I think, almost entirely in the first half because – he didn't really like need to do anything in the second half there. They had the game in hand pretty much the entire time starting the second half. So Beasley still has ability to go for a decent play. He had 51 yards on one of his catches. He's only 4,400. Big fan of him. Big fan of pairing all three of these guys together. And then the backfield is where it gets a little bit interesting. If Singletary is good to go, I don't know if I want to use anyone here. Gord got a decent mass snaps last week. I don't know how much they're going to be splitting the carries between two of them. I just don't know if I want to go there with either of these guys. There's a guy in the 4K range that I'd rather go with today. I will say if Singletary doesn't play, I'll probably have some exposure to Gore. Um, We've seen just be- this before, though. But, like, he's coming off a game where he had 19 carries alone, and if they get up in this game, like, he's more of a FanDuel play. Like, let me let me clarify that. He's a FanDuel Yahoo play, half-point PPR like, he can easily – like, are they really going to give TJ Yeldon the goal line carries? Like, Josh Allen has a better chance of taking a rushing touchdown 
away from Frank Gore than TJ Yeldon if Singletary doesn't play. So I think Frank Gore has some touch, touchdown equity this weekend um, in this matchup against Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, and I guess without Singletary, probably does give an upgrade to Allen just because the rushing upside against a very bad Cincinnati defense. I'll board that Josh Allen train this week. I, I'll just keep saying. I'll board that Josh Allen train every week. People never seem to figure out to play him. I love him in GPPs just about all the time. Baltimore at Kansas City, 55 total here. Um, Kansas City favored by seven in this one. There's some potential weather in this one. We're going to have to monitor Kevin Roth's thoughts as we continue to move on in the week, but we're just going to break it down. Um, Lamar Jackson, after a couple really good weeks, obviously he's had an increase in price. Um, I still think he's pretty playable here. He's looked great. He's doing everything. He's rushing the ball. He's passing the ball. And he's not even having to rush the ball as much, but we saw him rush for 120 yards last week as a, as a quarterback, Grant. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, he can do that in a match, but a lot like Josh Allen, uh, they have designed runs for him. He's willing to take it any time, and now he seems to have the ability to throw here. So Josh Allen still in play at 7K, still one of the top raw points options on the entire slate here. Don't know if I'm rolling with any of the running backs here. I mean, Ingram's fine, but not a good play in my opinion here. I'm probably targeting, if I'm targeting Lamar Jackson, I'm either playing him naked or uh, pairing him with Hollywood Brown, who just – keeps crushing every single week here had 13 targets this last week price went up a decent amount but he can still do something and then andrews if he's if he's playing this weekend one of the top tight end options it's just that simple he's been crushing it over 100 yards and a touchdown two straight matchups here going up against kansas city where it's going to be a high scoring game they haven't had to play from behind at all so far this entire season and this could be a spot where they have to start doing that so those three guys are the two, three guys that I'd probably go with. And Andrews had this injury last week. You know, this popped up before the game. He suited up. He played. He looked fine. There was no setbacks reported. I think it's just, hey, let's just monitor his practice snaps um, at this point. We know what we're getting out of him. So, I love Andrews if he plays. You know, obviously, he's gone over for 100 yards and a touchdown in each of his first two games facing Kansas City, who's allowed the six most fantasy points to tight ends already to start the year. So, Obviously, Andrews is a really strong play here. And I love the Hollywood Brown call. I'll go down with this ship, Grant. Like, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly fine looking at the target share and everything. This seems legit. Um, so, I, I think that you can make a three-man stack with Baltimore here going up against Kansas City, um, depending on the weather. And then as far as the Kansas City side of things, obviously the running back situation is something that we're just going to have to wait and see. Like, Williams didn't practice dealing with a knee injury. LaShawn McCoy is banged up as well. Um, like, you know, he didn't practice with an ankle injury. This could be a thing where we, like, see Darwin Thompson and who's the other guy? Um, it's Thompson and is it Sherman? Daryl Williams. Or Will, Daryl Williams. Um, it could be ugly at running back, and we could just see Mahomes throw for, like, 400 yards. Yeah, yeah, no, we absolutely couldn't. I mean, he had a pretty decent – uh, game against Baltimore last year. So we know that he can get it done against good defenses here. And you look at the pricing on everyone. I mean, Kelsey, 7-1, still very much in play. Watkins, everyone's going to look at what happened last week and think, oh, maybe maybe he's not as good as we thought. He still had 13 targets. It's just he drops them. It happened. Marcus Robinson got bumped up to 5-2. I don't think he's a guy that I'm going to play. But Hardman is very much in play, a guy that can very much do exactly what Tyreek Hill did. Uh, he's the one cheaper one. He's probably going to get less ownership because people are going to go to Robinson, but 
My three favorite targets are still Watkins, Kelsey, and Mahomes. Uh, I think they have the far majority of like the points in the games, and I think there is still upside at Watkins and Kelsey's price. Don't get away from Sammy Watkins. Don't be that. Don't be that guy that plays in week one and play them week two and don't play them week three. Like we know what we're getting from Sammy Watkins, Grant. He's going to drop passes. He does. He does that. Like you know, he's not perfect, but. For 24 targets through two games like his his target share is 30.8 percent that's insane for a wide receiver so take advantage of it he's under 7k still um you know if he has a big game here we're not we're not getting him at this price next week so take advantage of it now atlanta at indy taking on the colts 47 total indy's favored by two in this game this is a game that i don't know if it's going to be sneaky or not but i'm kind of hoping it's sneaky um do you think this is a game that a lot of people are on? And give me your thoughts here on the Falcons. I don't think a lot of people are going to be on it, but I could be wrong. Uh, the Falcons, so it's interesting here. A lot of people are probably going to be on Julio, I would guess, because of his price tag, on Ridley because of his game last week. I think there's a spot where you can just go to Sanu at 3,900. Indy generally shuts down a lot of the wide receivers of opposing teams, kind of forces targets to – uh, running backs to uh, tight ends. So I really like Hooper here. He's probably my favorite target. Been doing all right so far this season. Still doesn't have a touchdown, but is averaging over 10 points a game here. 3,600, a little bit too cheap. Sanu, really cheap. Going to draw probably the lowest amount of ownership. And then the interesting one is, like, are we going to go with the running game here? Like we know, like I said, a lot of Indy's defense is forced on forcing shallow targets and forcing targets to opposing running backs and tight ends. So like Hooper, Sano, and probably Freeman. Uh, I know he hasn't done a whole lot, but we can't expect him to continue to average two yards per carry for the entire season here. So he's going to turn around at some point. He's not getting a huge portion of the offense, but a guy this good who they have shown in the past that they're willing to use in the red zone at just 4,900, he's probably the guy I'm going with. He, I could potentially see him getting seven targets in this game, and that's more than enough to pay off his $4,900 price tag. Uh, love the Sanu call. I didn't even think about him, to be honest. Like uh, Ridley Everyone was, doesn't think about him anymore because of Jones and Ridley, but he's still there. Like, I, I like Ridley a lot, and I think Julio is, you know, a top play every each and every week. Um you know, I never have an issue playing Julio. They're going to get him involved as much as they possibly can. But Freeman's the guy that I like here, Grant. Like, it's it's obviously it's a tournament play. I wouldn't play him in cash games, but we're getting him cheap on PPR sites. He's averaging four targets through first two games. Like, he's potentially going to get some catches here. We saw Ito Smith eat a little bit in week one. But week two, you know, Freeman had 11 carries and Ito Smith only had four. Um, so, they only ran the ball 15 times in week two, and Freeman ran the ball 11 of those times. So perfectly okay here um, with with Freeman at 4,900. The price is at the buying point. This is the buying point for um, Devontae Freeman. Uh, as far as the Colts go, we know that, you know, Atlanta, one of the worst teams in football against pass-catching running backs. Marlon Mack popped up on the injury report. They pretty much just said that it was, you know – maintenance um mac we really have we don't know like he is a pass catching guy like he can do that they obviously have um hines and wilkins who both can catch the ball to the backfield what are we looking at you know when it comes to the colts 
Uh, I love Mac if he plays. Like you said, Atlanta yeah. gives up tons of catches to pass catching backs. Even non-pass catching backs will still end up – I think he's run more passing routes than Hines has over the last seven, eight games here. So, like, he's going to be heavily involved in the passing game against Atlanta because every single running back is. He's going to be heavily involved in the rushing game. He's put up a decent amount – or some decent numbers so far this season. He's the guy I'm targeting. And then T.Y. Hilton, it's in the yeah. Dome. They have a, what, 25-point implied total. Uh, it's got to go somewhere, and no one's expensive on this team. You can get Brissett, Mack, and Hilton, all for under, what is it, 16 grand, 17 grand. Uh, so I really like those three guys. If you want to throw in either Doyle or Ebron, it's not the worst idea in the world, but I, I'm probably just focusing on those th- the three main guys here. Yeah, um, I like Brissett. I love T.Y. Hilton. I love Mac if he plays. I'm assuming that he'll be fine. Uh, we didn't really talk about Matt Ryan on the other side. I don't hate Matt Ryan's price this week. The price is – I don't like is, it. You don't like 5,700 Matt Ryan? I don't I don't like Matt Ryan at all this week. All right, fair enough. Um, let's see here. Next one up, we got Detroit at Philadelphia. It's a 47 total. Philly's favored by six and a half in this game. Um, Detroit, Butterball is gone. He's gone. Bye-bye. I miss him so. <laughs> um, what are we doing here with the Lions? With the Lions, uh, I think Galdi is the main guy for me. Galdi. Oh, Hawkinson. yeah. Yeah, Hawkinson, people are going to jump off after the bad week last week. I'm not. Dude's talented. Dude can go for a huge gain anytime. Galladay, clearly the number one guy, getting a ton of targets in this offense, nine every single game so far, only two in. I don't hate Stafford. I'm just not a big fan of it here. It's it's really just Galladay, Hawkinson, and Carrion Johnson. I'm not using multiple of them, I don't think, in any given lineup here. It's not a game I'm going to stack on the Detroit side, but all of them are very much in play. Johnson's looked pretty good for a lot of game last week, if I remember correctly, but uh, – he didn't put up great numbers, but the dude has talent. Without CJ there to steal some carries, he should be the workhorse. We would hope so, right? Like we've we've it, always hoped so. Sometimes it just I know, like DFS players everywhere, just like it's time. Like yeah, you know, I'm going in definitely interested in Johnson. I am going to respect this Philadelphia defense. They've been really good. They've been kind of a funnel defense, stop the run, allow the pass, um, and Galladay sets up great for that. Don't hate Marvin Jones. Don't hate TJ. Don't hate Danny. But, like, Galladay's the guy for me on Detroit this week. Like, he's the guy. Um, they don't Danny's really have any... I played him last week. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. Um, yeah. Coming off of a decent – yeah, I played some of them too. Like, you get 13 targets in week one. Right? We're not supposed to play somebody that gets 13 targets? Like, yeah, it's still Crowder. cheap. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Instant regret. Um, the Philadelphia side, obviously, dealing with some injuries. They're going to have to wait for some more clarification. But it sounds like Djax is not going to play. You know, it sounds like it's day-to-day for Alshon Jeffrey. And we've seen Alshon Jeffrey kind of play through injuries and just kind of be a decoy. Nelson Aguilar, is he going to be one of the highest-owned players on the entire slate on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft this week just because of his price? I have to assume so. And look, they have a 26 implied team total here. They're not that run heavy of a team. So Ertz and Aguilar have to crush here. Like, I don't see any way around it. Ertz is probably going to have 16 targets here. Godert might not be, or Goddard might not be playing. Just play Ertz, play Aguilar a lot. 
It's that simple. They're going to have huge volume here. Yeah, like Ertz had 16 targets last week. Like, if Goddard doesn't play, expect a heavy workload from Ertz again. Love Nelson Aguilar. My favorite, one of my favorite tournament plays on the entire slate is Mac Hollins. Uh, you talked about it. This team does not like to run the ball. They don't run the ball a lot. Um, and, you know, they gave Sanders 10 carries last week. Howard got eight. But Matt Collins had eight targets. And if, if this is if Jeffrey and DJX both sit. Holland, Hollins is really cheap across the industry. And we talked about it. These $3,200 guys, five catches, 60 yards, I'm there. If he gets in the end zone, I'm crushing. So um, I like Hollins as a tournament play here. I like him more than um, Whiteside, who was the preseason darling. Um, Hollins more experienced in this offense. So, Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Moving on. We got Denver at Green Bay, 42.5 total. Green Bay's favored by eight. Um, Denver Broncos. Actually interested in some of the Broncos this week. I have a lot of interest in Lindsey. Um, pretty heavily involved in the passing game so far. He's only averaging three yards of carry, and yes, that's because they're loading up a little bit in the box there. Um, but he just faced Chicago and still got 10.6 points. I'm okay with 10.6 at his price tag. I'm not happy with it. But I think they has upside for a whole lot more. We, this is a guy that averaged five yards per carry last season, and he hasn't had a rush exceed nine yards so far this season, which I don't expect that to continue here. Green Bay was not great versus the run last year. They're doing all right this year, but I don't expect them to do very well. I really like Lindsey. Lindsey's one of my top plays on the entire slate here. It could go terribly wrong, but I can't imagine him getting a whole lot of ownership. No, I think it'll be pretty low owned. I like that call. They don't instantly pull him out when they're behind and they're having to throw. He had seven targets last week um and six targets in week one so like 13 targets by a running back after the first two weeks that's higher than some of the wide receivers on most teams so um I also like Manny Sanders I like Sutton they're just not like it's the target share on this team is going through Sutton Sanders like Hamilton's there a little bit um the tight ends are there a little bit but I like Green Bay to get up in this game. So the game game script I'm projecting here as Denver playing from behind in Green Bay. And I like Emmanuel Sanders. He's still cheap. Why, like, why? I don't get it. Like, why is a dude that had 13 targets last week got a $100 increase? Did you watch the game? I did watch the game. That's why. Yeah, I guess. It was, it was ugly. But sure. I mean, when you're going to – when you don't have a single guy on the offense over 5K – and Flacco might throw the ball 50 times again. <laughs> Just full point PBR, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, like that's why I like the Lindsay call. Denver has been decent on defense this season, obviously. Um, bottom, 10, bottom top 10 fantasy points allowed against quarterbacks and wide receivers. they have been a tough defense. Like, What are we doing with Green Bay here in this tougher matchup? Jones, Adams, Rodgers. Still a Packers, still in Green Bay. They're still good. Um, it's those three guys that are the only ones I'm looking at, and they're all good plays. Rodgers is my least favorite of the three, though. Yeah, unless you're getting, like, a discount on him somewhere. Um, I don't mind Scantling as well. You know, he was, like, the preseason darling that everybody loved, and now, like, people are already getting off of it. And, like – it really depends on, like, if Harris shadows. He doesn't usually shadow. So, like, are they just going to throw Scantling out there and, like, just, hey, you're going to see um, Harris all game. Jackson's going to shut down Allison, and Adams is going to have a monster game here. So, 
Um, I think there is potential for Devontae Adams to be like a top three wide receiver this week at very low ownership. Uh, I think he's a great tournament play. Um, cruising right along here. Yeah, I don't like Jimmy Graham. Um, yeah. Jets and Patriots, 44 total here. New England favored by 23 in this game. The Jets have a 10.5 implied total. Um, we didn't really talk about – we, we kind of skipped over talking about um, the Dallas defense. Obviously, they're one of the top defenses against Miami. This is the Patriots. They're the top defense. Is there anything here on the Jets that you want to play? Maybe Robbie Anderson. Uh, Falk was throwing a lot to him. He can go for an 80-yard bomb. He's only 4.8K. Outside of him, which my interest in him still isn't that great, no one. No interest in Bell? 7K in a game where, I mean, I guess he did get a ton of targets. It's just there's other guys I'd rather play. I mean, the fact that you have interest, you would have interest in two guys from a team with a the lowest implied total I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Uh, no, not really. Like, the thing is, here, here's the thing, right? Bell had 21 carries last week. He had 10 catches on 10 targets and put up 21.9. Like, that, I feel like that's best case. And if he puts up 21.9, he's there. I, I like Lev Bell here. The volume is going to be insane. Um, and I, honestly, I like Robbie Anderson too. I, I'm with you. Like the, the 10 total is like, why are we playing these guys? Um, but the volume for these guys is going to be insane. Like, uh, man, like here we go. Here we go. I guess. Yeah. On the off chance he gets into the end zone, which I guess they're supposed to score one touchdown. Um, it's probably going to be him. Well, it could be Anderson breaking a big one, too. That's the other thing. Like, you know, that's the other interesting part of it. Like, I don't think I would play both of them on the same team. Like, but I'll mix and match some Lev Bell and some Robbie Anderson this week. Um, Patriots, man, they're going to pummel the Jets. They are. They're just going to walk all over this team. Like, it's just you don't have to play the tight ends. That That's a positive, right? Yeah. it's it's crazy because like Sonny michelle is interesting in the fact that like on fanduel and yahoo half point ppr sites he's interesting because the touch the touchdown equity is there uh he has zero targets he's not going to get targets they have whitehead or white and burkhead antonio brown completely destroyed edelman's target share last week because josh gordon's there too like so i'm a little worried about edelman but, like, we know Edelman is, like, the safety blanket. But, like, I played Antonio Brown a lot last week. Grant, it was one of the reasons that I didn't, like, have a bad week. And I'll go right back to the well here on AB. Yeah, I mean, he's – we saw what happened with Josh Gordon when he was integrated into the offense last year when he got traded over there. It happened slowly but surely. Brown, it got more snaps, I think, than or Gordon did last year. And they tried to force the ball to him. And they're probably going to do the same thing again this week. The Jets are not good at all. Hence the ridiculous line that I've never seen before in my life, except for, you know, the other team that has pretty much the same line this week. How ridiculous is that? I've never seen a 20-point line in the NFL, and there's two in one week. First time – I was reading a thing about it. That's like, the first time in, like, forever. Yeah. 
Oh gosh, yeah, but I'm right there with you for Brown. Right there with you for Michelle. Uh, he does have touchdown equity. He does have 120 yard, 130 yard rushing equity. So 6K, he can easily be one of the top scorers on the slate here. Outside of them, I don't think I'm going with Brady. Um, there's probably a floor, but there's not a ceiling. So it, it's just Brown and it's Michelle for me. Yeah, there's better quarterback plays. I, I agree with that. Like Brady's fine. He's going to go out and put up plenty of points here. But like, give me Patrick Mahomes for a thousand dollars more. I'll I'll take a, a cheaper wide receiver or something. Um, continuing to move here, Giants and Bucks. We move into the four o'clock games. Forty-eight total. Tampa's favored by six and a half. Daniel Jones making his first um, start in the regular season here. It can't be worse than Eli. Like, honestly, like, just watching Eli play over the last two years, like, Daniel Jones is an upgrade, and and all we've seen so far is preseason in college. Yeah, yeah, no, he's absolutely an upgrade, and probably an upgrade for Saquon here. Uh, I don't mind Jones, 5K. He can put up a decent game here. If you're going to play him, then, like, if you play him, then you pretty much have probably, like, depending on who's playing, all his targets kind of focused into just a few guys. So if Shepard's out then it's, and Latimer's out, then it's going to be Fowler, Shepard. You can play with Daniel Jones. Fowler, Shepard, and Ingram. You can play any two of those three and have the entirety of Jones' offense. So it's a nice correlation play. If Jones goes off for a big game, they're going off for a big game. Um, Saquon, I like regardless. Play him on his own. Going up against the Tampa Bay defense, it's not very good. And – Saquon can break off any giant run at any given time. They're probably going to lean on him more because they have a rookie quarterback, which they've been hesitant to lean on him that much. Realistically, the majority of the time he's been in the NFL, I don't think he's gone over 20 carries more than two or three times. So Barkley, love this week. Perfect pivot off of McCaffrey and Elliott. And any of the wide receivers you can take, they're cheap based on if Shepard's out or if Latimer's out or whatever like it all depends on injuries yeah i love ingram um like he's one of my favorite tight end plays on the entire slate i love love ingram here it's a young quarterback he's going to use his tight end he has a 24.7 percent target share already um like we know that he's going to get plenty of targets if Vladimir and shepherd sit like i love benny fowler like you know this is the guy that daniel jones was throwing to in the preseason so um love Barkley I, I agree with you I think he's an excellent pivot off of those guys um and then as far as Tampa goes Jameis Winston's gonna win somebody a tournament this weekend I'm calling it now yeah wouldn't surprise me at all I mean honestly Giants are just absolute trash here uh Winston is probably the top point per dollar quarterback on the entire slate everyone's probably gonna be a little bit scared off because of his first two matchups but this is Winston we know exactly what he is we know exactly what he's been and he still has the ability to put up 350-plus yards. I mean, there's a reason why this offense, I think, had close to the most passing yards in NFL history. Granted, it was between two quarterbacks, but Wentz was definitely part of that. We have Evans at a cheaper price than I've seen with it since his first year in the league, probably. Like, I, you never see him under 7K, and he's 7K here. He's a guy I really like. Godwin's fine, um, but I really, really like O.J. Howard. Zero targets last week. That's not going to happen again. The Giants are historically a team that's not very good versus the tight end. Um, we're a little bit better last year, but 
they still give up a 22% target share to tight ends. OJ Howard is a guy that can go for deep passes as a tight end and giants are giving up massive plays constantly. He's my favorite guy on here, but Winston Godwin Evans, all very much in play. I think I'm just going to stay away from the running backs all season long though. Yeah. Like unless, unless one of these guys go down, um, Barber got 23 carries last week. He'd be the guy if I was playing anybody, it'd be Barber. But it, it, he, he again, like we've been talking about, he's more of like a FanDuel or Yahoo play because the touchdown equity is there. He, he's just not going to get work in the passing game. Uh, they don't use the running backs that way. So I love Mike Evans. I love Godwin. Um, I don't mind the O.J. Howard call. Um, <laughs> it's it's gun-shy for me. It's gun-shy for everybody. But this is the time you jump right back on. Um, he's too talented. But – I'm telling you, Winston's winning somebody a tournament this week. It's happening. Like, he's one of my favorite tournament plays on the slate. Um, all right, moving on. We got the Panthers and the Cardinals. It's a 45-and-a-half total. Carolina's still favored by one-and-a-half. Still, still, like, I'm still believing that I feel like Cam's going to play. But um, if he doesn't play, I do think it takes a downgrade for a couple of these guys. But – We'll have to see on the foot injury for Cam Newton, but um, I think we, we have to start with Christian McCaffrey, right? Yeah, it's CMC. It's more at Samuel. I'm not playing uh, Cam anymore, but Samuel is probably the guy. 13 targets last week. Going up against a team that's going to be going at a very high pace all game long. So McCaffrey, obviously, 50-point upside in any given matchup here. Could, should go off against this Arizona defense that is not very good. And DJ Moore and Samuel are just getting a high enough target share, averaging over 10 a week. Like, they're not that expensive. Cam's not good, and Fallon plays. Allen's not very good. Um, but, yeah, pretty much we know exactly where these targets are going. I mean, Olsen's fine, but he might not even be playing this weekend. Like, there's going to be a lot of passes thrown, and they're going to be going to the same guys here. So I'm fine with any of them. I have more interest in the Arizona side, though. Yeah, I think Olsen's fine. He, he's practiced more this week than he did last week, so I think he'll be fine. He, he was limited Wednesday. I think he'll be all right. He has, you know, 18 targets over the first two games, so um, obviously he's he's definitely in play if Cam's in there. Even if even if Allen's in there, I think Olsen's in play. And there, Okay, so really quick, before we move on to the Arizona side, if Cam doesn't play, are you firing up any Kyle Allen at 4K? I mean, it can't be any worse than Cam. <laughs> like so, 14, yeah. 15 points. Like the, the teams that you can build with a 4K quarterback. Yeah. I may have to. I'm not happy about it, but I may have to. Right. You can put him like 5 five to 10% in your script or something. You're just going to get bad, bad, bad stinking teams with him. Like Barkley McCaffrey teams types. Like Yeah. So um, the Arizona side of things. You know, Arizona health-wise um, look great. Like, eventually we're going to see an increase in, in price on Kirk and Fitz, Fitzgerald. But, um, like, Fitz and Kirk, they have the production of, like, a, a $6,500 wide receiver. And I'm two of my favorite plays on the slate. Yeah, honestly, I love Bird, too. Seven targets in his first two games. He's still a stone-cold minimum. And I still love DJ. He was injured for part of the game last week. And it was obviously a tough matchup versus Baltimore. This team is going to run plays at just a ridiculous rate here. Uh, Murray, 54 passing attempts in the first game, 40 in the last game here. Like, there's going to be a lot of plays being run here. There's a full – on a full-point PPR site, I want everyone. 
I want absolutely everyone from this Arizona side. I think they're going to put up massive numbers here. I'm going to keep getting in on them before everyone else does and before the prices go up. But if I had to rank them, it would probably be DJ first, Kirk second, Bird third, Fitzgerald fourth. But it's not like there's a giant difference between any of them. Yeah, Fitz is probably my favorite play, but I love Kirk. I love the um, call on Bird. You know, like you said, you know, seven targets in each of his first two games, 14% target share um, or 15.7% target share. But I, I still feel like until Fitz lets me down, I'm just going to keep riding the train. Like, probably play him in cash games again this week. Um, but I like him in all formats here. Um, don't touch the tight ends. They're not using the tight ends here for Arizona. So, and. Um, if Cam doesn't play, any interest in the Arizona defense? Small amount, but every defense is in play. Every defense is in no, play. No, every non-Miami, non-Jets defense is in play. Yeah, don't play Miami defense. Um, Texans and Chargers, 48 total. Chargers favored by three and a half in this game. This is a game I feel like people are going to play a lot of. I feel like this is going to be a game that's going to be, as we get closer and closer to the weekend, this is going to be a game that's talked up a lot. Um, what do you like here for Houston? It's really just Watson, Hopkins, and maybe a shot on Fuller just because of his price tag and the fact that Hayward's probably going to be on Hopkins all game. So it could increase Fuller's output here. Um, that's really it. I don't really have any interest in Hyde or Duke Johnson, even though Chargers are bad against the run. Like, I don't really want these guys. I mean, yeah, Hyde did have 20 – rushing attempts last week but even if he gets that like it's kind of just he's not going to get many targets that's passing game work's going to be with duke johnson here and i still don't think he's worth the price tag either i'd rather go with philip Lindsay. yeah and like you know hide another one of those examples play him on the half point ppr sites play him on yahoo play him on fanduel he's getting the rushing attempts uh you already talked about it, chargers they've allowed the 10th most fantasy points to running backs this season already um, I love Fuller. I think Fuller's a great tournament play here. Um, I don't think a lot of people will be on Fuller. And it's not like Fuller didn't have the targets last week. He had seven targets, you know, and, and Hopkins had eight. So, like, okay. Um, I like Will Fuller here. The, the upside for Will Fuller is always massive because he can make anything like a 40 or 50-yard touchdown catch. So, um, yeah, I like it. Um as far as the Chargers go, like, Keenan Allen obviously is one of the best plays on the entire slate. 36% target share. I think it's the highest in the league through the first two games. Um, I don't have it up in front of me, but, you know, like, Keenan Allen, one of the safest plays on the slate. Yep. Absolutely love Keenan Allen. He's my wide receiver one. Um, Eckler, one of the top running backs. We we know that they're forcing the ball to those two guys that the majority of the offense is running through them and Eckler's absolutely crushed. And so Keenan, 30% target share. He should have done better last week. He just didn't get into the end zone, missed the hundred yard bonus by two yards. So it should have still been a 20 point outing at seven K. I'll take a 20 point outing from a guy that's really on the low end of what he should do. I don't mind throwing rivers in there. Cause you know, that if he goes off for a big game, chances are it's through Eckler and Allen and big games in the receiving game here. So I like all three of those guys. Only ones I'm really going with. You can take a shot on Williams if you really want to, but I'm not, I'm probably not. Williams is a more fan old guy for me too, just for what it's worth. But 
Um, Keenan Allen, I love it. Like, it's just – I'm paying up for Keenan Allen in cash. You just have to, I, I think. Like, make it work. Um, and, like, people haven't really adjusted to, like, this isn't the normal Houston defense – quotations like this defense is definitely not as good as what we've seen so far from this team in the past saints and seahawks 44 and a half total here seahawks favored by four and a half um this is another game that we have a lot of potential weather and we're gonna have to really see what roth has to say we don't know it sounds like it's gonna be a quarterback by committee for the saints um to me that says stay away big time yeah don't use a single saints player End of story. No Thomas, no Kamara? No. There's a plethora of options, and they're both priced up. Yeah. It, let's say this. <coughs> I, If I'm going to use Saints players, it will be Kamara or Thomas. How about that? Yeah, but I'm going How much play. are you actually going to get to those guys? I agree with you. Like – Am I really playing like Thomas over a Keenan Allen type guy? Probably not. Yeah. Um, and then Seattle, like I do worry a little bit about just New Orleans putting points up. I worry about the weather. Um, you know, New Orleans has been really solid against the run, but they've really struggled against quarterbacks and wide receivers. Like, is this a spot we look at Wilson Lockett or DK? I think you can. Um, like, they're all going to go fairly low owned, I would assume. DK would probably be my favorite of the guys there. It's just his big playability. His price is good. And I don't mind Disley. I'm going to play Disley every single week. We saw what we could do last week and may say that was just random chance with them getting two touchdowns. We've seen him put up big games in the past. We don't have a huge sample size because he got injured last year, but he's a guy that Wilson trusts. So I don't mind him at all. And then Carson, too cheap at 5.9K. Like, just too darn cheap. Should be getting a big workload, especially if New Orleans can't score anything. Then he's going to be running towards the end of the game. Even though Penny did take a bit of his workload away last week, it's still Carson's backfield, I think. Still against Carson's backfield, but I do think it's concerning that Penny has had 18 or not 16 carries compared to Carson's 30. Like, it's enough that I'm concerned, but you're not paying 7K for Carson either. So. I uh, do you think Carson's in play. Not my favorite play, but I think he's in play. Steelers and 49ers, 43 and a half total. Last game on the main slate here. Um, 49ers favored by six and a half. Mason Rudolph going to get the start here. Ben out for the season. Um, what are we doing here with Pittsburgh? Um, obviously, we're waiting on James Conner news, but like obviously, this is not Ben Rossenberger playing quarterback. I think I'm just staying away entirely. I mean, we've seen in the past what happens to this offense with no Roethlisberger in there, and now there's no Antonio Brown either. Uh, who was it? That was our QB. Okay. Well, I can't remember. wasn't good. Dobbs? Oh. No. Gosh, who was it? I don't know. In any case, um, yeah, I'm not using any Sam or uh, Pittsburgh players. Just no real reason for me to. I just – there's too many other spots on the slate. Not worth it for me. Yeah, it sounds like um, it sounds like Connor's gonna play. So, like, obviously that takes a hit. But I don't hate Vance McDonald here just because when Rudolph came in, like, he's like, "Where's my tight end in the red zone?" And I'm perfectly okay with that. 
I still don't hate Juju. I think we see him be okay here. It's just like he's going to need a touchdown, but I think there's a good chance he gets the hundred yard bonus. And if he gets, a, if he finds the end zone, like I think we come out of this game and we're like, man, can't believe Juju had 14 targets. So he's 6,900. I think he's in play in tournaments. I wouldn't play him in cash games though. Um, as far as the 49ers, Mozart was the best running back last week. Um, he outsnapped Wilson and Brita. Brita didn't play as many snaps as we all had pictured, but the wide receivers, the, the targets are so spread out outside of like Debo. Kittle only had three targets last week. He struck, he started slow last year. Like what are we doing here with the Pittsburgh Steelers or not the Steelers 49ers? I think Garoppolo's in play and I think Kittle's in play. I'm probably staying away outside of that. I mean, you can take shots on Debo. You can take shots on Goodwin. I'm not. Uh, it's just Kittle. I'm staying away from the running back situation and the wide receiver situation. If you want to throw Garoppolo in there and do a two-man stack, then throw in one of the wide receivers, but there's a decent chance they just spreads it out enough where it's not really worth it. I'll be honest. Um, I'm going to have a, quite a bit of Mozart this week. Um, I was really impressed. I watched a lot of that game against Cincinnati last week. And I was just, I was really impressed, Grant, to be honest. Like, I hate that they used all three, but I like that Mozart played the most and he had the biggest production. And Kyle Shanahan will use his guys. And Mozart was involved in the passing game on, as well. He had four and the other two had one combined targets wise. So I, I like Mozart. Um, it's just like one of those things that I'd really like him. Am I going to say it out loud? Um, if we're playing on fantasy draft, this last, this eight o'clock game is included in the slate. It's the Rams and the Browns 49 total. The Rams favored by three in this one. Um, Jared Goff and the Rams going into Cleveland here uh, with one of the highest totals on the slate. Like this is going to be a game that you kind of don't want to be leading fantasy draft with zero PMR. Yeah. There's just no one in particularly that, or in particular that I like. <laughs> it's like, it's like, who do I play though? <laughs> yeah, you can play Cup, you can play Cooks, you can play Woods, you can play Gurley, you can play Goff. You can do whatever you like. Just like I'm gonna stack it up a few different ways, just because it'll be lower on on fantasy draft, just because oftentimes those the late night games are. Um, but on the Rams side, just not really anyone in particular I like. Just someone's got to yeah. score. I like Cup for the receptions and moving the ball. Um, I like Woods for touchdowns in the red zone. And I like Cooks for the deep ball. Like, they don't – they use Everett every once in a while. You know, like he, he's six targets on the season. But, like, we know where the production's going. It's going to Cup, Woods, or Cooks. It's just who's going to get it. Um, I'm not touching the running back situation. Like, we're going to get to the point where Gurley's going to come down to a price where we're really going to have to talk about it. And, like, if this Malcolm Brown – ankle injury becomes like a real thing and he's going to miss the game we could revisit like looking at Gurley, but henderson's there too um i'm going to mix in woods cooks and and cup um i don't really have a favorite out of any of them um but I'll, I'll be mixing them in here yeah i've never had a favorite in any game with those three ever except for the ones where one of them's missed it um yeah it's just i mix and match them every time i play if i play golf i play two of those three guys just whichever one's fit. Um, so the Rams, they've really struggled against running backs this week or this season so far. They're allowing the fifth most fantasy points. Uh, we know Nick Chubb's the guy. And, like, there's nobody behind him right now. Um, Hillard's banged up. Um, 
I don't even know if he's going to clear concussion protocol. We'll have to see. Or if he cleared it already, he has cleared it. So he'll be behind, but it's, it's Chubb's backfield for right now. Yeah, no, I really like Chubb and I really like OBJ in this matchup here as just individual guys. Chubb, we've seen 35 point games out of him before. People are going to forget about him because first two weeks, he only has 30 points total. Um, he's, Semi forgotten about because he wasn't on the main slate. He was playing on Monday Night Football last week, and that was a game that no one even wanted to watch. Um, I know I didn't. And we've seen him break off 80-yard runs consistently over the last year when he actually played last year. I mean, there was a game last year where he had 100 yards on three rushes. He can break off a big gain. This Rams defense has been susceptible to the runner. And so I like him. And then OBJ, we know that any matchup, any matchup he can go off for 150, 180 yards and one or two touchdowns. So those are the two guys I'd look at. If you want to throw Baker in, that's fine. Throw him in OBJ together. Uh, but it's it's mostly Chubb and OBJ for me. I don't hate Landry either. Njoku's not going to play. He's going to be out. He's going to have surgery. It sounds like on the – I think it was a wrist. So I don't hate Landry. Like Landry – Beckham and the running backs are going to get the targets from Baker here. Like they're like Demetri Harris and Pharaoh Brown are not going to become these like instant tight end plays. Like it, if anything, Najoku being out probably helps Beckham even more uh, because he probably gets even more red zone shares um, of the targets. So Monday night football, Chicago bears, Washington Redskins. It's a showdown and it's not one of those ones that you're like, Oh, I love this game. Uh, Monday night football, like the next three weeks are, is kind of ugly. Um, Chicago bears, Grant showdown slate. What do you like here? No one. Allen <laughs> Robinson, the kicker. Defense. <laughs> the defense. Uh, it's such trash. How do they do this bad at scheduling? I mean, you can play. we've seen Trubisky put up big games before. We have seen him put up 30-point games before. So I don't hate a Bears stack if you really want to. Cohen can go off for a big game, but I don't like anyone. Sounds like Grant's going to take that Monday night showdown slate off. Um, I absolutely am. I can tell you that now. Yeah, and, like, Washington's been terrible against wide receivers. Like, I think there's a strong case to make, like, an Allen Robinson captain team and just hope that they struggle again and Trubisky has a big game. Kind of pair those guys with using Trubisky in the flex um, and just hope that the production all goes to Robinson, which he has 28% of the target share on this team, so it probably will. Um, and then, like, you look at the other side of this game, you know, obviously we're waiting on Jordan Reed, if he's going to play or not. Um but, like, I, I like McCollin and, and Quinn. They're getting the targets that we want. Um, you know, Peterson, what was it, 10 carries last week. Chris Thompson had the targets. Like, there's a bunch of different ways to mix and match here with running back a Chicago Bears stack on that um, showdown slate. Yeah, I love Thompson. I love McLaren. I'm all right with Case. Um, that's where I'm going with the Redskins. Then, of course, the defense and the kicker. Gosh, these Thursday and Monday showdowns are just not good this week. Nope, 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 nope. All right, let's play the morning grind game. We're going to use the main slates. Um, give me a running back, not the top five running backs, to go for 100 yards rushing here. 100 yards rushing. I'm going to go with DJ. All right. Um, I'm going to go with um, Sonny Michelle. 
I think I took him last week too, and he didn't get there, but I'll go back to it. Give me a wide receiver for over 100 yards or receiving, um, not in the top five. Kenny Galladay. Yep. <laughs> um, I will say, Grant, I love your pick there, buddy. Um, it was between I'm take, him and one other person. Let's see if you take him. I'm going to take Fitz. Um, I, I think it could be Evans. I think it could be a bunch of these guys, but Watkins. I, I'm going to take Fitz. Yeah, um, Watkins was going to be my other guy. Give me a tight end for a touchdown. Out of the top five? Cannot be the top five. O.J. Howard. Boom. Grant is all aboard that O.J. Howard train. Um, it's weird because I've been off him all season until now. <laughs> the exact opposite of everyone else. Perfect. That's that's when you jump on, right? Um, I'm going to say T.J. Hawkinson um, scores a touchdown this week. I, I like it. You know, he got a touchdown in week one against Arizona. like him here. Um, give me a guy under 5K in the flex that's going to score 20 or more. Phil Blinsey. Is he really that? I can't believe he's that cheap. 4-3. Yeah, he's a great tournament play this week for sure. Um, oh, you know who I want? I just got to I got to cl- make sure really quick that he's he is. Uh, I'm going to take Randall Cobb. I like it. Smart move. Um, quarterback for over 300 yards passing. Who do you got? Kyler Murray. All right. I like that one. The volume um, you know what? Let's see. I am going to go with Jameis Winston. Smart move. If you didn't, if you didn't get that vibe already from me, I like Jameis Winston this week for sure. Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Play them Cardinals. All right, we're gonna get out of here. I appreciate you filling in, talking some football here. I appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Hope everyone has an awesome week three. Good luck, and we will see you then. See you, kids.